Hello, this is Javier Ortiz from Healthy Kids, and today I'm here to talk to you about behavior and talking about that um, spontaneous burst of anger, that kind of constant um, uh, picking on, on you, on the siblings, on whatever is happening, but especially towards the parents, that kind of unmanageable, unreasonable behavior that sometimes as parents we're exposed to. So let's just start with what, what it normally happens. Now, sometimes you, you might see it coming, you can see it building, the, the anger in, in your child. You can see it kind of building up and, and you can say, okay, something is about to explode and you're kind of more conscious. But other times it's just totally spontaneous, totally random, a word, a thing, an idea, something they receive on the phone, it just kind of triggers everything and it becomes totally, totally unmanageable. And this goes from um, just being moody to passive aggressive to, uh, in fact, sometimes unfortunately, um, violent towards the siblings or towards the parents. Now, in a lot of the cases, this is verbal violence, which I'm not condoning, but it's not physical. But in, in the few cases, it's also physical. Now, uh, behavior is very, very tricky for parents to deal with, especially when the kids have started growing older. Because when, when they are seven, eight, nine, probably up to 10. Um, as parents, we feel that we can, um, we, we can, we, we have the upper hand, we are stronger, we can tell them, we can shout at them. Uh, so if we run out of, um, if we run out of, of resources, eventually it's, I'm your dad, I tell you, go to bed. And most of the time, not always, but most of the time, we might get our way. But as they start moving into the 12, 30, pre-teens, teens year, that is a complete different game. That is not working anymore because we cannot make them do something they don't want. And if we force our hand, we're probably gonna get the uh, wrong end of the stick. Uh, this, is, and this is a very difficult conversation for me to have with many parents. Yeah? But one thing that I want you to understand is that, and, and I work with thousands of kids, uh, and, and many of them with a behavioral problem, uh, but something I want you to understand is that the behavior is not the problem. I have never met a boy or a girl that are happy with that behavior. Never. They're not happy. They know it. They just cannot control it. And the behavior is only the result of what they're experiencing inside, the feelings. When they cannot cope with those feelings anymore, when they cannot express them, when they cannot deal with them, then the behavior comes. It just doesn't, they don't have any other way of expressing their pain, but through the behavior. So if you want to think it this way, when your child or your son, your daughter of any age are exploding into this aggressive behavior, see it this way, just understand the pain that they're going through to do something they're not proud of, something they don't like, to allow themselves to mask those feelings. So here we are, we're in a catch-22, yeah? Uh, your kid is being aggressive, your kid's behavior is totally, totally out of control, um, and at the same time, you have other siblings to look after, you have yourself to look after, and you are 
let's be honest, um, we, we might be out of our depth. So what is that we can do? Now, let's start with one thing. What is that is not working? Now, uh, what, what you might notice is this pattern. Yes. Something happens, it doesn't matter who started, your kid uh, behavior goes to level one. When they go into level one because of, because of your experience with them, because you are predicting what's going to happen, you go into a probably defensive method. Oh, here we go, you're giving me the face, or don't talk to me like that, or whatever. And the moment we go into level one and a half or two, they go into level three, and four, and five, and six, and eventually crash. Now, most likely you've done this, uh, most likely you've done it many times, and let's be honest, I, I might have done it as well as a parent, especially in the evenings when my, my resistance is lower. Um, but what is very important is to say, does it work? Does it ever work? Is there any good coming out of this? And uh, I don't know you, but I would say in 95, if not 100% of the situation, no, it doesn't work. So the first thing I want you to think about is, is it working what I'm doing or is not? And if it's not, what else can I do? So now what, I'm, what I want to give is an alternative. Yeah. And again, remember behavior is very difficult. There is no magic bullet. There is no one conversation. There's no one thing you're going to do that is going to change that person's feelings for good. Yeah. Um, or at least I haven't found it, so I can only share with you my experience of 10 years. The alternative is really kind of is de-escalate. Who is the adult here? You are the adult. Yeah. If your child goes into level one, you stay at level zero. Do whatever it takes to stay at level zero. If your child goes to level one and a half, two, three, and four, because remember, that's what they're predicting in their mind. That's what they're expecting. So you staying in level zero, it only means that they have to up the game. Yeah. So you stay there. You do anything in your power to not engage, period. You avoid engaging. That's it. You don't go there. Obviously, you have a duty of health and safety towards your son or your daughter who is having the, um, the emotions. You have a duty of care towards your other kids and towards yourself and your partner. So it just makes sure that everybody is safe and, and then avoid engaging. I'm not talking about ignoring. I'm talking about avoid engaging in that argument because you know where it's going to end up and there is no winner. There is no result in that alternative. So do whatever it takes, make yourself a cup of tea, go to buy a pint of milk, go to um, sit down by the telly, whatever it is, avoid engaging. The second part that I want to share with you is, it's not about ignoring, as I said. You have to say, understand how you're feeling, I'd like to talk to you, but I think you need to be a bit calmer. Whatever it is, come up with a line for yourself. Yeah, Connect with his, his or her feelings in the moment. So really calmly, just say, understand your feelings. I'm happy to talk to you about this. They just talk it when you are a bit calmer. I'm here for you. 
And that part of I'm here for you is hugely important because they know that you are there for them. You're supporting them, you're connecting with them, you're giving them the positive connection that they're looking for. They just don't know they need it. Now, once that they calm themselves down um, and never take this for granted, leave them a bit more time rather than less, ensure that they calm, then it's the moment to have a heart-to-heart conversation. And it is a we conversation. It's not a you or me, it's not you said or what, it's a we. And the conversation goes on this way. This is not working for us, is it? And it, what you do in this first point is you acknowledge his or her feelings, but also yours. You put it out in the open that whatever is happening is not working. Yeah. Now they know it, you know it, you just put it out in the open. The second part is I don't think you are happy this way. I, I don't feel you're being happy when this happens. And you know what? I'm also not happy when this happens. And again, you create another point of connection. You acknowledge their feelings and you express your feelings as well. Yeah. The third part is just how can we go about it? Now, remember, it's really important that they feel supported, that they feel that you're listening to them, that you have their back. Yeah, You're not there to tell them off. You're not there to punish them. You're not there to repeat to them everything that they've done wrong. You know what? They know it. They know it perfectly well and they're not proud of it. There's no need to go back to it. They know it. What they need is to move on. How can we go about it? Yeah? What can we do to make it better? And uh, what is very important is you don't, don't expect this conversation to suddenly change everything. Yeah? Don't expect this conversation to, to change the whole home dynamics. But you are opening the door to that change. What you're doing is you are connecting with them and what they need in those moments in which they feel so frustrated, so afraid, so angry, what they need is to know that somebody got their back. And when they know that, when they believe, when they trust that you got their back, then they will slowly open up and then they will tell you what's worrying them. And then that's when we start changing those dynamics. So what is that you can expect? And it's, it's very important and, and um, a lot of the people come to me asking me for, for magic bullets, magic recipes to, to change the behavior. And, and there's, there's something I have to tell you with this approach, yeah? The moment that you change the way you engage with them, it's going to be alien for them. Now, alien is different, different is dangerous, okay? They're used to a dynamic, I shout, you shout, I shout more, and there we go. Yeah? They know that game. That's where they play. That's where they're good at. Suddenly, you're not engaging. So the first thing that you can expect is they're going to up their game to provoke that reaction in you. And the reason for that is because that reaction is connection. It's not good connection. We know that, but it's connection. And that's what they really, really, really want. The second thing that you can expect on this technique is building those bridges tiny, tiny bit at a time. Yeah? It takes time, it takes consistency. 
yeah and sometimes you're going to be in a space in your mind in your body that you say i can deal with it i can go have a cup of tea and relax and other times you're going to be biting your lip to not say something uh, whatever it takes whatever it takes acknowledging that everybody's safe do not engage the third thing that you can expect from this situation is when you ask them how can we go about this what you're going to say is i don't know or blaming it was him or her or somebody it was everybody under the sun but them yeah and that's okay that's fine it's a strategy like anybody else the question is you go back to say okay yeah but you know what we cannot change your teacher or your friend or whatever but how can we you and me go about this And what we're really building, what we really, what I want you to expect, to create, to aim for, is that moment of connection. That precious few seconds of connection in which your son and your daughter feels that you got her back and that she is totally connected with you. Now, it's not how I feel I'm connected with her or with him, it's how they feel they are connected with me. And then things start happening. And the last final thing I want to tell you is, um, as I said, unfortunately, no magic bullet, no golden technique here, but just consistency and care. Uh, so again, try it, do it, comment it. I know that for some people it's going to be very, very difficult because the situations can be, and I know I'm perfectly aware, can be very extreme, but don't wait for those extreme situations go for the smaller ones, go for the manageable one, and start creating that connection with your kid at any age, at any point, and use every opportunity they give you to create those connections. Over time, you're changing the home dynamics by allowing them to feel connected with yourself. that's the end of the episode as um, as always thank you very much for listening i hope that you found it useful and uh, again as i said it before comment ask questions leave your comments what you think have you tried it have you not what else do you do please feel free to share that's why we are here for to all learn from each other and uh, from my part just to say thank you and look forward to see you in the next video have a good day bye